Hello everyone, this is how I want to do the episode. Uh, I want to make it clear that I am a Buddhist Unitarian Universalist. And that's what this episode will be about. What is humanistic Buddhism? Again, what is humanistic Buddhism? We know that the founder of Buddhism, Sakyamuni Buddha, was born into this world. He cultivated his own sense of spiritual development and what it meant to him, attained enlightenment and shared with others in this world the profound truth he had realized. The human world was emphasized in everything he did. Why has the Buddha not achieved Buddhahood in one of the other five realms? Why did he not attain enlightenment in one of the other ten Dharma worlds? Why did he instead attain complete enlightenment as a human? There can only be one reason. The Buddha wanted the teachings of Buddhism to be relevant to the human world. Um, The Buddha's very life as a human being has given us all an inspiration and a model for the spiritual path for making our own lives a spiritual practice. The fundamental concepts of humanistic Buddhism. And so humanistic Buddhism is the integration of our spiritual practice into all aspects of our daily lives. Humanistic Buddhism has the following two characteristics. One, uh, humanism slash altruism. That is me. Now that's definitely me. The Buddha was neither a spirit coming and going without leaving a trace nor figment of one's imagination. Ooh! That's definitely who I am. The Buddha was a living human being, just like the rest of us. He had parents and family and lived a life. It was through his human existence that he showed his supreme wisdom of compassion, ethical responsibility, and prajna wisdom. Thus, he is a Buddha who was also in the past a human being. I can relate to these things. I really can because, you know, that I live a life of of the impartation of love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And wisdom and clarity and discernment and justice and uprightness. I'm well-balanced, well-rounded, well-adjusted, well-unified in all areas of my life, including sex, off-camera and on-camera. Ah. <sighs> Number two, emphasis on daily life as a spiritual practice. In his teachings, the Buddha placed great importance on daily life as spiritual practice. He provided guidance on everything from how to eat, dress, work, and live, to how to walk, sit, stand, sit, and sleep. He gave clear directions on every aspect of life, from relations among family members and between friends to how we should conduct ourselves in the social book arenas. Man, I eat right. I dress appropriately. I I do a lot of entrepreneurial work. Um, I do live in peace. I walk courageously. I stand humbly. I sit calmly, and I sleep restfully. And um, I live a life of gentle guidance. And I have a chosen family, and I have chosen friends. I have true family, true friends. 
I do. So yes, that's how I live my life. Number three, joyfulness. Buddhist teaching give people joy. That's how I live, right? Yeah. I live a life of joyfulness because I have a perspective that's eternal and uh, long-term. I think about that and, and as well as to live in the present mindfulness moments. Number four, altruism. Buddha was born in this, into this world to teach, to provide an example, to bring joy to all beings. He nurtured all beings for he always had the best interest of others in his mind and heart. In short, he, his every thought were an action rose from a heart filled with deep care and concern for others. Those all things are true for me. I have to take it a step further. I also, in every thought, word, and action, rose from the heart. My heart filled with deep care and concern for others and myself. And I always have the best interest of others and myself in my mind and my heart. I nurture all beings, including myself. I bring joy to all beings, including myself. I provide exa good examples of others, including myself. And I teach others and I teach myself. So I also have self-altruism and self-joyfulness as well, and self-humanism, and humanism to others, joyfulness, altruism to others as well. Okay, five, timeliness. Um, the Buddha was born for a great reason, to build a special relationship with all of us who live in this world. Although the Buddha lived some 2,500 years ago, he had already entered nirvana. He left the seat of liberation for all subsequent generations. Even said the Buddhist ideals and teachings surface timely, relevant guides for us all. Mm. 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 I feel like describing the Buddha is basically describing myself. So timeliness is what I have for others and myself. Number six, universality, wanting to save all beings. The entire life of the Buddha can be characterized by the Buddhist spirit of wanting to liberate all beings without exclusion. The Buddha loved beings of all forms, whether they were animals or humans, male or female, young or old, Buddhists or not Buddhists, uh, middle age, um, LGBTQI+, genderless and non-binary and trans, queer, gender queer. Again, those are qualities of my universe with salad of wanting to Preserve all beings is a better way to put it, um, including myself. It is difficult for people to see the relevance of Buddhism in their modern day lives and how it adapts to the tre trends of the present age rather than merely following tradition finally. Though Buddhism speaks of the past, present, and future, particularly highlights the universal welfare of the beings of this world, and although Buddhism speaks of all beings of the Ten Dharma world, which is the most emphasis for humans through training, cultivating ourselves in the human world, enlightenment can be achieved. Therefore, we should cherish our lives and spread Buddhist practices in, in our daily lives. Some people perceive Buddhism as religion removed from humanity. This, um, my humanistic Buddhism is not a religion, and it's very much centered on humane humanity being humanity to, to, to humanity. This perception of Buddhism is characterized by isolation, retreat to forest, self-concerned individualism that has lost its humanistic quality. Yeah, uh, that's not how I live my life. Uh, humanist Buddhism encompasses all the Buddhist teachings from the time of the Buddha to the present, whether they are derived from the three traditions. The goal of humanist Buddhism is the five, is five, 
His saxophone way to be an energetic, enlightened, endearing person who strives to help all sentient beings liberate themselves towards transforming our planet into a pure land of peace and bliss. Those are all of my qualities. Humanistic Buddhism must focus more on issues of the world rather than on how to leave the world behind, on caring for the living rather than for the dead, on benefiting others rather than benefiting only just oneself, and on universal salvation, or as I like to say, universal preservation rather than on cultivation for just oneself only. Those are all my traits. And then it says there are five points. that help us in applying humanistic Buddhism in our everyday living. Humanistic Buddhism is one to practice the five basic moral ethics, five precepts, and ten virtues. Uh, two, develop the four boundless vows of kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. Three, applying the six paramitas and the four great bodhisattva virtues, generosity, amiable, um, amiable speech, conduct, benefits to others, cooperation. Four, the understanding of cause, condition, effect, and consequence. Five, encompass the teachings of Cheyenne, Pure Land, and the Middle Path. Hmm. From the book, Entry into the Profound and First Step in Understanding Buddhism, published by International Buddhist Association of Australia Incorporated. Yeah. Wow. I think those are, they, they definitely fit who I am. Absolutely. Um, so I want to make sure I give y'all more information. The five precepts are... Are the basis of Buddhist morality. The first precept is to avoid killing or harming living beings. The second is to avoid stealing. The third is to avoid sexual misconduct. The fourth is to avoid lying. And the fifth is and the fifth is to avoid an unhealthy relationship with alcohol and other intoxicating drugs. Notice I said unhealthy meaning using it irresponsibly. Uh, so those are the five precepts that I live by, and, uh, let's look at the Virtues, namely, are generosity, moral discipline, renunciation or contentment, wisdom or comprehensibility, endurance, patience, truthfulness, resolution or determination, compassion, equanimity, merit, energy, or crow, crystallizing uh, elements. Uh, the ten virtues for the virtue ethics are here are the ten non virtues. Killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, harsh words, slander, gossip, coveting, cruelty, wrong view. 
I don't have any of the non-virtues. And the ten virtues that I have are renounce killing, protect the lives of others, renounce taking what is not given, practice generosity, practice discipline, give up sexual misconduct. I never live a life of sexual misconduct, never have, never will. Uh, tell the truth, abandon harsh words, speak pleasantly, give up sowing discord, reconcile disputes, put an end to useless shatter, uh, renounce covetousness. I never had a coveting spirit. Never have, never will. Rejoice in the good fortune of others. Give up wishing to harm others. I never had lived a life of wanting to harm others. So that. And then it says, cultivate the desire to help them. Put it into wrong views, establishing yourself with true authentic views. I mean, I mature in my views, so I never had views that were inhumane. Instead of putting into useless chatter and, and recite prayers. I mean, I recite um, conversations I have with the inner beauty within myself. Faith-based people say you're talking to the God in you. And I would go, yeah, talk to the God in me. I, I pray to me. I pray to the God in me. And I mean that secularly. I stimulate the inner beauty within myself. That's how I'm able to help stimulate inner beauty in others. And so my 10, so those are my 10 virtues. My 10 virtuous activities are composition, offering, generosity, attentiveness, recitation, memorization, teaching, contemplation, meditation, and praying to the God in me, secularly, stimulating inner beauty within myself and with other people. Um, And uh, I think there's more because I said so much with humanistic uh, Buddhism. So I so it's simple. Here are the six parameters that I study. Um, so I live a life of generosity, ethical self-discipline, patience, perseverance, mental stability, concentration, discriminating awareness, also known as wisdom. That's how I live. Uh, for sure. Sorry, no middle path, but it's good to talk about it anyway. So basically, I live a life, the middle path or the middle way for me 
is that I live a life of steering clear of both the extremes of asceticism and excessive sensual indulgence. purified in the land so the land will be purified the mind is purified so that's what they both were teaching pure land teaching pure land tradition Secondly, I define it for myself as when your mind is healthy, then the land will be healthy. Hmm. find that as um, at confronting human suffering with compassion and not running away from it. So now you know what my humanistic Buddhism is, what it needs to be to be for me to be a Buddhist and a universalist. All right, and. Uh, Okay, I just relate to my Unitarian, um, just really using my brain, because I don't want to repeat myself. So you have the history and philosophy of humanism is rolling into universalism from an address by Stephen D. 
Shaffer's Manatee Eternity versus Congregation of Butler County in Oxford, Ohio in September 1995. Doc Schaefer is a geologist and current president of Texas Citizens for Science, advocacy group that opposes teaching creationism and science in public schools. Dr. Schaefer began his, begins his address with this good and widely acceptable definition of humanism. Humanism is a naturalistic philosophy or way of life centered on the human concerns and values and asserts the dignity and worth of humans and their capacity for self-actualization through the use of reason and scientific inquiry. He also knows, however, that his preferred definition is this. Humanism is a philosophy, worldview, or life stance based on naturalism, the conviction that the universe or nature is all that exists or is real. Pause. I agree with that because that's what science has obtained in terms of evidence so far. And it says, humanism serves for many humanists like me, some of the psychological and social functions of religion, even though I am non-religious, but without belief in deities, transcendental entities, miracles, life after death, and the supernatural. Why do why believe in those things when science can say that you wait a minute, let me let me let me rework let me catch myself. I was about to say it wrong. Um why is it that you have to believe in deities, transcendental, transcendental entities, miracles, life after death, and supernatural. If you truly are everything your religion claims, if you're supreme being of supreme beings, then should you make sure that science is the key for us to know deities, know transcendental, know transcendental entities? no miracles, no life after death, and no the spiritual. When I say no, I'm talking about K-N-O-W. If you are truly, if there's truly overwhelming evidence for you as a deity, as deities, as a Christ figure, Christ figure, then there should be no belief in deities, no belief in transcendental entities, no belief in miracles, no belief in life after death, and no belief in the spirit in the supernatural. If there's overwhelming evidence for you as deities slash deities, Christ figures slash Christ figures, then we should be knowing deities, knowing transcendental entities, knowing miracles, knowing life after death, and knowing the supernatural through science. But these otherworldly figures in religion have not made deity, transcendental entities, miracles, life after death, and supernatural to be overwhelmingly evident, uh, uh, to be of overwhelming evidence. So are there deities, transcendental entities, miracles, life after death, and supernatural? I let those mysteries be, but I don't rule out those possibilities because the only life I'm much certain of in terms of what I experience is this one. And it says, humanists like me seek to understand the universe by using science and its methods of critical inquiry, logical reasoning, empirical evidence, and skeptical evaluation of conjectures and conclusions 
to obtain reliable knowledge. Humanists like me affirm that humans have the freedom and obligation to give meaning, value, and purpose to our lives by our own independent thoughts, free inquiries, and responsible creative activities. Humanists like me stand for the building of a more humane, just, compassionate, democratic society using a realistic ethics based on human reason, um, experience, and reliable knowledge and ethics that judges the consequences of human actions correctly, non-hypocritically, by the well-being of all life on earth. He also wrote that um, humanism that I practice therefore concerned largely with two issues. First, a rejection of all forms of theism, supernaturalism, and associated miracles, superstitions, dogmas, authoritarian beliefs, and wishful thinking and hopeful thinking and magical thinking because all those things when it comes to conservative theology, you know what that means. The temporal and eternal evisceration and annihilation of people who are good, but they don't practice any religion or just not Christianity. Now, I hope that science can verify or even I hope science can soon or one day, whether my lifetime or not, have overwhelming evidence for theism, supernaturalism, associated miracles, superstitions, um, because those things should be of knowledge and not belief. Because I recognize that when people have awareness, you don't need hope. When people have evidence, you don't need faith. When people have knowledge, you don't need trust. When people have intimacy, you don't need belief. And as for the dog with authoritarian beliefs and wishful thinking, magical thinking, hopeful thinking, again, when you have healthy certainty, you don't need world domination. And then in second, the resulting necessity of creating or finding values, meanings, and ethical beliefs in a completely naturalistic universe by the sole use of human reason and visual inquiry. Um, it's, and uh, I'll close with this. He then addresses both issues and examines humanism's relation to Unitarian Universalism. Among his many observations is this. Theistic religions provide a ready-made theistic philosophy or theology to answer these questions, one that is burdened with authoritarianism and supernaturalism. 
liberal religions, on the other hand, such as the EUA, allow members to develop their own moral philosophy, provide the opportunity to do so with like-minded individuals. I love all these things, by the way. The guest president, the word liberal and liberal religions used in the same as liberty. These are at liberty to think for themselves about all aspects of ethical inquiry. The EU motto is deed, not creed. Humanists agree completely with this point of view. I know I do. EU congregations have members within a, with a diverse theology and philosophy include theism, deism, pantheism, paganism, atheism, and humanism. All are engaged in a common search for meaning and values without the requirement to believe or accept any specific doctrine or creed. For this reason, the philosophy of humanism has long found a home with the Unitarian Universalism. I think those things are all awesome. You know, I'm into progressive, liberal, secular ideologies as well. And um, I did, I, the reason why I, I dislike the conservative theological views of theism, supernaturalism, miracles, superstitions, dogmas, authoritarian beliefs, wishful thinking, magical thinking, hopeful thinking, life after death, and supernatural transcendental entities, miracles and deities. It's all about eternal world domination and temporal world domination. It's basically a theocracy that is evidential hypocrisy to people that aren't Christian. For example, the conservative theological view on all the conservative theological views on deities, transcendental entities, miracles, life after death, the supernatural, magical thinking, wishful thinking, hopeful thinking, authoritarian beliefs, dogma, superstitions, supernaturalism, theism. It's all about rejecting the inner beauty of people who are not Christian. Even though inner beauty is experiencing the majority of people in this life. Some are Christians and some are not Christians. But the, well, inner beauty is uh, control freaked by us. But we see it, but we're going to lie to ourselves, say we're not see it. And so we're going to find a way to create eternal religious violence called hell eternal religious war called hell or better yet eternal holy war called hell ah and that's why i feel you know what conservative theology's views on these things are are just shitty fucked up and so i love the motto be not creed i think that is motherfucking fantastic and so Now you understand why I appreciate this. I'm a UU humanist too. Yeah. And I appreciate the Secular Coalition for America. I appreciate the International Humanist and Ethical Union. And um, I appreciate the American Humanist Association, the Humanist Manifestos, for sure. Uh, Okay, there's a little bit more. 
after just a little bit more. Alright. Core values and aspirations. <laughs> we are naturalists and we support facts, not faith. Ex example. Ooh, this is so cool. This, I love this. We are committed to pursuing fact, F-A-C-T, based initiatives that will help sustain the planet, our environment, and humanity itself for the greatest number of future generations. I'm into free and responsible thought. We serve as the principal stewards of the humanist heritage at the core of Unitarian Universalism, affirming our commitment to the values flowing from its rich history of free and responsible thought. We actively foster support and, public, and publicize local secular humanist communities, enthusiastically encouraging Unitarian Universalists everywhere to support their efforts. Living with joy and love, we espouse an embodied humanism that celebrates the joy of lived experience and the importance of love in relationships. Learning to lead an ethical humanist life is both a moral and biological imperative. Yes, these are all my values. There's more. Uh, embodied, you know, humanist education. I mean, I love this. I love this. I just, I'm just so happy. Those are who I am. Okay, there's a little bit more now. Humanism is not a particularly complicated idea. It's not a set of beliefs so much as it's a set of commitments. It means holding concern for this worldly matters rather than otherworldly matters. Being committed to what to that which improves the humanist human condition in this world. Let me offer one more description of the humanist view. One of the better sermons I've found is an incited pamphlet that was used by the Human Association I belonged to for many years in Portland, Oregon. It said this. Humanism is non-dogmatic and open-ended. It is the belief that human beings are the source of meaning and values with scientific search, self-correcting, and open to change with new knowledge, new insights. Humanism is deeply concerned with ethics and values. Rather than telling people what they should or should not do, it assists their search for values and attempts to help them achieve their full positive potential as human beings. Humanists see humanity as having capacity for deep growth and development and accept responsibility for encouraging that growth. These are all the things that describe who the fuck I motherfucking am. 